1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight time will be...
1: It's 5 o'clock. 5
2: o'clock. One step closer to my own personal health. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Prime Time is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. <laughs> Isaac Rod, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sicanet. I'm a dude playing the
3: dude disguised as another dude. Prime time on
2: 1080 The Fan.
3: All right. Welcome back. Hope you are having a nice little Tuesday. I know we are. It is uh, 5.02. Relatively on time here today. Look at us. Not sure why. Um, my Probably name... just the
4: light breaks. <laughs> I think there
3: may be something yeah. to that. The last
4: couple of breaks have been a little bit short. I don't think that we can take credit for that. Credit right, Ryan Cooley.
3: I was walking back from the kitchen and got my water, and Buck's already doing his update.
4: Yeah, it was going. To, the last couple have been, uh, been a little thin. Hmm. Hit that wedge just a little thin. <laughs> <laughs> well, if
3: you'd like to advertise on the fan, there appear to be spots. <laughs> Come on down. Uh, my name is Isaac. That's what they call me, and they call him right over there Big Sook. Sitting right here. Jason Sekanik. Uh Ryan Buckley here. Hello. We are back for 2023. How long will we be here? I don't know. We'll see. But we're here today, and that's all that matters. Big hour coming up. It's the power hour. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> you know, the hot 5 and 5 into the the hot power hour. We'll uh I want to play that Kirby Smart audio I've decided. We have we have a bleeped out version of a Kirby Smart pregame
4: speech yeah it was going around and the the idea was that it was from last night's game but uh it turns out it was from a previous game this year
2: still supposed to be game this season yes. uh i don't i mean you got to imagine like you said off air snook that it's probably something like the one he the address he gave it,
4: last night it's a it's a very fiery pregame speech and i can imagine if this was just a, a regular game this year that last night's for the tcu game was uh, of this caliber yeah he seems like a pretty fiery guy Turns out, yes, and he likes to uh, weave in a tapestry of swear words as well. Like, no, I, don't, I don't mind that. I don't know how it's going to sound. I haven't heard it bleeped. I've only heard the real thing, and I, I'm guessing it's just going to be like a lot of bleeps. It's
3: pretty intense. Yeah. Do you think
4: Lanning likes him? Yeah, I think that they're of the same cloth. Probably, because yeah. he followed him a couple places, right? Yeah, Alabama, from Alabama there Alabama there. Something tells me, and again, I, I don't know this, but I... I Lanning is, is one of those obsessives. I mean, look at his wedding photos for God's sakes. They're on a football field. His wife is hiking him a football hey, so in, the, in the wedding photos. <laughs> I think there's there My is, wedding photos are from a sports book. Are they? Down yeah. in Vegas, down in Caesars. I wish. I just I they are they're the same person. So yes, I think him and Kirby get along just fine.
3: Interesting. I just wondered maybe if like Kirby's so intense and such an ass, kind of like Well Saban's that way. Harbaugh or Sabin that Maybe deep down, Lanning hates him.
4: Yeah, you know? <laughs> I don't think so. I think what, I think the people that that hate people like that are, are the Lane Kiffins of the world who want to have a little more of a uh, of a balance. I think when you're obsessive, the way Kirby is obsessive, and the way Coach Lanning or Saban and these guys, I think those are you know birds of the same feather, so to speak. All right. Well, we'll get to
3: that. Uh, we will take a look at NFL Wild Card Weekend, some coaching news in the NFL as well. Yeah, we um, get the Black Monday that uh, it wasn't that. Uh, it, it just wasn't as big of a Black Monday as yeah a couple of years past. We got you know? some,
4: we got some coordinators and whatnot. You did see more assistant heavy this year, yeah, yes, yeah, because coaches
3: blaming assistants. Oh, absolutely. You got to take the fall, like Stefanski, that guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, Club Ten Eighty, we'll have some cool stuff. Um, Hollywood news we didn't get to yesterday. And um, the lengths people will go to for uh, in the name of vanity. Oh, boy, I don't think there's any end to that. So that's coming up right now, the Hot 5 at 5. Oh.
2: Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5.
1: That's
2: hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No,
4: I mean it. That's very hot.
2: The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on
3: 1080 The Fan. Number 5. Number 5. Washington 8th, Utah 10th in the final AP college football poll.
4: Yep. And a lot of Beaver fans upset that the Ducks finished above the beeves.
3: USC, 12, Oregon, 15, Oregon State, 17, and UCLA, 21.
4: Yeah. Good year for the Pac-12. I know that some of the bowl games didn't go the way that uh, you were hoping for. Another disappointing Rose Bowl for for Utah. But I think this is the strongest the Pac-12 has been in in years. When you look top to bottom and you look at some of the guys coming back next year, especially with Cam Rising coming back to Utah, I think it's going to be another great year for the Pac-12. Hopefully it just doesn't cannibalize itself.
3: Well, I love the coaches in the Pac-12. I, I think that they finally got a lot of those hires right. I think Kalen is really good. Uh, Lanning, you look at Lincoln Riley, Jonathan Smith. Chips had a resurgence Chips down there. getting it together. Winningham, And, and then Dion. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, this is as good a coaching... Um,
4: Tree, know, if you will, or I don't know,
3: group. That they've had. In- yeah. yeah.
4: Fish got an extension. Number four. My oh,
3: man. He's actually doing a pretty good job there.
4: Well, so is Dickard up at Washington State. Yeah, you uh, lost me. I thought Dickard did a nice job, and then the offseason, his coaching staff got raided. That's the problem with places like Washington State. It's just, even when you have success, it's hard to keep guys. Who does Carlos Correa play for? Not the Mets.
2: Not the Apparently, Giants. Apparently,
4: <laughs> it's the Twins. Yeah, this bums me out a little bit. You know, and I'm, I don't know, Buck. If you feel the same way, so his his three hundred million dollar deal fell through with the Giants. His three hundred million dollar deal fell through with the Mets, and he wanted like eleven years, three hundred plus million at both those places. And then the Twins got him at six years, two hundred mil. The Mets couldn't come up with six years, two hundred million, or were they just well, so scared off? I'm of be-
3: I thought it was that they didn't like his.
4: Um, well, no one did apparently, including the twins, which is why they didn't want to do a big extension with him either. But, they didn't like his physical. He had he has a bad ankle, and I, I don't know.
3: But the he twins, hasn't, he hasn't missed any time because of it. Yeah, I'm not sure what it, what's up there, but the twins don't mind it. Six years, 200 million. They think it's a bargain basement deal. Ah, pending the physical. <laughs> well, but he was supposed to have that today, I thought, yeah. right? And they had him. They had him before. So they had. They him know. His, you think they're okay with it? Yeah. He's so good. He got three free agent deals in one off season. <laughs>
4: Look, I just if, if they ended up getting him for the 6 years 200 million, I wish the Mets would have rolled the dice, so oh, I wish yeah. the Giants would have too. Although maybe he was pissed and and you know, it was like, "Well, screw you. I'm not taking a lesser offer and you know, he, he went back to Minnesota."
3: The Blazers, do you remember them?
4: Yeah, it's not going so well right now. Yeah, they're under 500
3: after a promising start. Uh, Gary Payton, uh, what do you call him? Gary
4: Payton 2, the Mitten, GP2. Yeah, he's back.
3: He's back tonight. So that's cool. Well, they got Orlando in town, and Orlando kind of stinks. So, Yeah, know. they suck. I was looking at them today. They started 6-20, and 20, uh, which probably surprises no one. But they have been playing much better
4: lately. So they got some young guys. Bull Bull, and they got Bamba, and uh, Banquero is having a really nice year. They're just really young. But I think 10 of the next 11 are at home for the Blazers. You get GP2 back. You know, schedule eases up a little bit here. So, fingers crossed, you can start stacking some Ws. Let's stop turning the ball over. They're averaging 20 turnovers like in their last four games. It's, it's hard to win. You're turning like it that. over 20 times.
3: I don't like Number that. Two. And the bench is just... That's not Chauncey basketball. It's really bad. And the bench is horrid. Maybe they shouldn't have fired Stotts. <laughs> We're back on that. Where's Stottsy, baby? The bear, He's still in town. Is he
4: he's still living here? Yeah, he still lives here. People yeah. See him out and about? Yeah, so is Ol Shea. That big red... Really? Yeah, he's here. Boy, that one surprised. His kids are in school. I would have thought he bolted the day he got canned. Right? No, he's here. I could see the terror bear, that redwood hanging around, but the GM bro, that surprised Fresh me. Fresh off another title, uh, Georgia defensive lineman
3: Jalen Carter for going his senior season. He is currently the number one rated player in the NFL draft. So he's so stinking good.
4: Makes like, sense. He won't go number one overall. I mean, that'll be. The, he might go number three, the QBs, but dude, that dude's a beast. And that's my favorite college football photo we've seen in years is in when they were beating the brakes off of LSU, he sacked the LSU quarterback, and instead of dumping him, he just picked him up one arm and then raised the other one with a finger in the air, just mid-play.
2: They're like about to blow it dead. He's like, no, I got this. I I got this. It's the
4: photo of the year. Dude, that guy is amazing. Also, Washington quarterback Sam Heward has entered the transfer portal. Oh, yeah, we were wondering how long, you know, with Penix coming back, if Heward would would wait it out. Now, someone tweeted us that he was coming to the
2: Ducks, but I have not. I've seen nothing else to confirm.
3: Oh this. really? Well, he's third string in Washington, right? I mean, He wasn't doing much.
4: Well, he hasn't. Please, he hasn't played any real meaningful snaps. But you know, he was. Well, he was, but
3: what I mean is, like, he wasn't even behind Penix. He was behind whoever else is there. Like, he had no chance. I don't know. From I don't what know. I understand. Oh, that I don't know. At Washington, I don't. Know. I don't know. But it seemed like he, he, he was a big deal when he went there. Pretty up. Ob- well, it's because his name's Heward, but. Come on. Well, I mean, beating out Penix.
4: Oh, wait. I'm just saying, he was rated like one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the country. Like, he was a big deal. Well, so is so. JT Daniels. That's true. <laughs> and he's been at like five schools, right? So was
3: Ty Thompson. Uh, Ravens have locked up stud linebacker Roquan Smith. Five
4: years, 100 milli. Have you seen the numbers since he came over? Like he, He's awesome. He has made a huge yeah. impact on that Ravens defense.
3: Commanders GM does not commit to the return of Carson Wentz, shocking there. Uh Bears general manager says he is not opposed to taking a quarterback with the number 1 pick should a prospect absolutely blow him away.
4: That's code for uh you want the number 1 pick, it's going to cost you. They won't draft a quarterback, but they I'll bet you that they dump that pick and maybe even dump it twice. They need players. And Fields eh his ability to run is giving you some hope that he can be a franchise guy but there's so many holes and with a couple guys that teams are going to want i'll bet you they they're doing this to shop that pick and back to the
3: commies they have fired their offensive coordinator scott turner uh, again
4: let's blame him because it's it's clearly his fault that defense in washington was good but you know what what do you want scott turner to do what's he working with Carson. Related to Norv.
2: Is he related to Norv, Scott Turner? Oh, I don't know.
4: I don't know. Norv Turner's kid, maybe? It's possible. That's kind of what I was thinking about. I, just, I didn't know. But Yeah, he's working with Carson Wentz and the Heineken man. What the hell do you want from him?
3: Well, and don't forget uh, Sam Howell. Sam Hartman. Uh, Sam yeah, Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah. <laughs> he looked all right. I watched him a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> he beat the Cowboys. Um, uh, Norv? Oh, uh, yeah. His dad is Norv yeah, Turner. Yeah, he is Norv Turner's there you kid. Go. The nepotism of the NFL oh, knows no bounds. It's a big deal. All right. Well, Started his career at Oregon State as a GA. Scott Turner did. Scott Turner did. Well, let's get back to wrapping up the college football season. It ended last night in thrilling fashion.
4: <laughs> well, if you're in a ga- ga- Los Angeles. If you're a gambler and you had the the new under, it did. That was the most, Buck's bet was the most dramatic part of that game at 72 and a half.
2: The fact that that was the most exciting part of the game for all three of us really says something about how poor the game was. I was into it, though.
4: Least watched game, or least watched championship game ever. Oh, gee, really? Yeah. 17. No way. I think it
1: was like 17 and a half. 514 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Well, now I'm looking at the stats from the game. I don't know why, but it was 65-7. to
4: Yeah. Georgia beat uh, TCU last night. Is it safe to assume that it, you can really say this and not be... You're not being sarcastic. It was sixty five to seven and the game wasn't that close. Well, it was ten to seven at one point. <laughs> you know. They could it could have easily been eighty well into the eighties had Georgia wanted oh, to. I think more than that. And that
2: is wild that they took their foot off the gas for at least a full quarter yes. and still
3: the most dominant game ever. It could have. It could have been in the eighties. No problem. Five hundred eighty-nine yards for Georgia. One hundred and eighty-eight for TCU.
4: Yeah. They had three turnovers. TCU did. Georgia none. Did you see TCU on the entire year had sixteen turnovers and they had eight in the last three games. Really? In the Big Twelve title game, and then the the two the two playoff games. So like, when you're up against a team physically superior to you, you 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 can't turn the ball over.
3: First downs, Georgia 32, TCU 9. Rushing yards, Georgia 254, TCU 36.
4: Hey, they were without their best running back, so, you know, there's an excuse.
3: Man. Uh, time of possession, 37 minutes to 23. It was just, I mean, God. Yeah. Nine of 13, third down for Georgia,
4: two of 11 for TCU. Well, in, in the TCU, um, I mean, they had the best offensive player in the game in theory right if if we're going to go off of the NFL draft right and Quinton Johnston Quinton Johnston is the best offensive player he will go higher than anyone else on either one of those offenses He's a receiver and he had one catch oh he, yeah I was going to look at it he only caught one ball he caught he caught one ball dude and i and i get that that Georgia can can take well isn't that Georgia
3: corner did they just isn't that one of the Georgia corners like a uh, top ten pick? Yeah,
4: he's a, he's a he's a top guy too. Is that Ringo? Yeah, Ring, Yeah, former Duck. But still, oh yeah. yeah. But still, like you, you have the best offensive receiver in the country, and you get him the ball one time. You can't move him around. One catch for three yards. When your best running back doesn't play, wow. And your best offensive player has one catch. You think Darius Davis, who is the TCU receiver
3: who had five catches for a hundred yards, you think he's like laughing at Johnson today? <laughs> he's like, yeah.
4: Who's the first? Who's the top ten pick? That's right, bitch. Well, you take out the one sixty-yard completion where the Georgia guy blew yeah, the coverage. That was Davis. That was Davis. But I mean, I think I think Duggan had what like a hundred and like hundred and forty yards, something 152. like that. One fifty-two. So he had basically had a hundred. He had a hundred yards passing, taking the the way the broken coverage plays. It's so
3: lame that it ends that way.
4: I know, but Oregon got a got
3: you know an up close look at Georgia too, and they can do that to you. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good little club. <laughs> Twenty nine and one last two seasons.
4: And I saw there was like there were a couple of people that were tweeting stuff out last night. At one point, Georgia had as many points as TCU had offensive plays. <laughs> Georgia had, I think it was 40, they had 42, and I think TCU had, had 43 or 44 plays that they had run. There was just a bunch of those. There was a, a couple of accounts that were just tweeting stuff out about how lopsided that game was. And to me, I feel bad for TCU because it dismisses everything that they did. And TCU had a great year, and they earned the right to be there. Right, they ran through the Big Twelve. They lost one game by three points to Kansas State. They beat the consensus number one team in the or number two team in the country that just got done beating the brakes off of Ohio State. Who now, in hindsight, you look at it and you say maybe Ohio State was as good as anyone in the country. They should have beat Georgia. They had that game in hand, a field goal, and Georgia isn't even playing for a national championship. So this idea that TCU. The, the committee got it wrong by putting TCU and TCU earned their right to oh, be yeah. there. Of course. It's just, you know. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and sometimes you just physically, you know, you run into a team that's a different animal. And well, sometimes your best isn't good enough. And, and TCU did not play a good game. Georgia did. And even on a good day, if TCU plays their best and Georgia doesn't, Georgia probably still wins that game going away. Well,
3: I just think, I mean, look, man, the, the thing about college football That's hard. We all love it, and we follow it, and we think it's great, and we sort of try to just ignore this. But it is is just ridiculously imbalanced. Yes. The top of the SEC is so much better than the top of the Big 12, it's not even funny. No. And the same is true of the Pac-12. Yeah. And the Big 10 can hold a candle, but it's still not the SEC. Yeah. And... We want to ignore this, but every and we do. We do a good job of just kind of setting that aside, and we watch our college football and think believe. it's great. And we want, yeah, TCU's in the final, See, see, see. and then every once in a while, football, uh, uh, college football has just a way of uh, rising up and reminding us that it is just the SEC and everyone else.
4: Yeah, and it is because occasionally you will get, like you said, Ohio State, Michigan recently, but you know, Michigan. I'm looking at a
3: map. Look at this.
4: Okay, I'm showing you my
3: phone. It's kind of small, but look at that map right here. On my phone, yeah. I was just I pulled this those, up. Are those tw- the
4: national champions?
3: These are the national champions in the BCS college football playoff era. So this er- is twenty
4: four seasons or something. Yeah.
3: Look at describe that.
4: <laughs> it's it's a lot of south. The one the only thing is Ohio State's the outlaw. Ohio State has two. That's it.
3: Everything and else is USC has one. And everything else is from <laughs> Oklahoma and Tennessee South on the East, yeah, like yeah. down to Texas and yeah. then over. Yeah, it's, that's it. It's All it. of them. Yeah. You're talking about 23 seasons. <laughs> so you know, and we we
4: we love to ignore this fact, but it's just the way it is. Yep. And and it's not going to change. And the transfer portal isn't changing it. NIL isn't changing it. And I think your hope is that if you're these other conferences, you know. You know, a Clemson can rise up in the ACC. Maybe a USC or an Oregon can rise up out west. But un- until uh, we start growing bigger and better athletes in other parts of the country.
3: <laughs> I don't know it, that we ever close that gap. I probably,
4: just, probably not. And it, not it, to say a, a USC or an Oregon or somebody yeah, can't it, win a title, you but. You can't rise up, but. I just don't, the I one, don't know how you. The one that's alarming is you do this and, and every year. Look at, look at when Georgia wins or Clemson or whatever, or, or you know. Alabama and look at their roster and geographically, it's just so tight. Right? It's all the kids come from that little area. And when you're Oregon or SC or one of these other schools, you just have to catch such a, you have to cast such a wider net and it's just, it's just harder. It's harder to do the, the it, it, if you're a five-star kid and let's say NIL is equal, all that stuff is equal and you want to go play in a big time environment, you know, I know Oregon's got a lot to offer. USC has a lot to go offer. How are you gonna? How are you going to go down and pitch the idea that if you come to our school, that you're going to be better off than going to Georgia or going to Alabama or going to LSU? It's just it's it's hard. It's the same recruiting pitch. Remember, we saw that a number of years ago. We saw him on the Zoom recruiting pitch. You know, he's telling kids, he's like, "Look, <laughs> if you want to go somewhere else, you can." But you know. This is this is why you should come to Alabama and you go through the checkpoints and it's a hell of a pitch to a kid. If the idea is to win national titles, play in big time environments and and go on to the NFL, it's an easy sell. And there's more of those kids down there. Um do you want to hear the Kirby Smart? Yeah, so this give you a Audio. taste give you a taste of Kirby's pregame speech.
3: Yeah, this was not from last night, I guess. It was from sometime this year. And this is what it sounds like when Kirby Smart tries to get you fired up for your game.
2: Yo ass, they prepared for the this- for 365 days, I think about in that locker room. I think about getting our opportunity. All the went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey guys, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about. Go out of here and don't think about scoreboard. No, yeah. Don't think about no, you yeah. think about knocking the out. Did you hear what box said on Monday? When I sat in that no, yeah. I wanted to go no, yeah. play right then. Two years out here. Two years ago, <laughs> pride and joy tells me you guys up. You go play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay on ground. You tackle the man with the ball. It's easy. Look at the right. Shit. Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. It's about who the are. I believe in you. Let's go. And-
3: I mean, that's pretty fire. I'm ready to run through a brick wall. That's awesome, (laughs) and I I love how they. You know, it's it's true. It's like he. Not only is that just a motivating thing for probably a lot of kids. That's that's a way to get them to play loose and free too, right? Like this, the things that he said in there. That's pretty good. I mean, it it is (laughs) like you know. You wonder how you get these guys to play so spotless. Like Georgia, just is another level of execution. Yeah right? Like, you watch them play, and it's not just great players. It's great players playing so well-coached. They're so disciplined. They never miss anything. They're s- it's just, it's, it's almost like as perfect as college football can get, and you wonder how he gets them to do that? Well, that, that kind of
4: now, Sports Illustrated shows how he does it. Sports Illustrated is saying that that was from last night. That that was oh te- really? They're, 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 they're at Dude, least that was badass. They're saying that that Sports Illustrated is saying that that was. They are because the guy who tweeted it said it was the one
2: that Isaac sent me. So I'll, I'll look further into it. But
4: yeah, they're saying that they, I don't think anyone's confirming where this exact because no one wants to be the one to have leaked this right because you're not supposed to record those things. Well, it was on somebody's yeah. If someone someone recorded this that wasn't supposed well, whoever to. Whoever so. had,
3: whoever tweeted it. I mean, just
4: well, look there. I know, but it's not it's not them. Someone gave it to them. Someone inside the Georgia locker room recorded this and shouldn't have. So no one's saying, "Hey, this is where it's from." But it's starting to. You know, people are saying that that was indeed last night at. at well, TCU, I love it, TCU, and it, yeah, it's like better than any pregame speech I ever got.
3: I think's fantastic. That's better than any pregame speech I've ever heard. It's freaking awesome because it's pretty a lot damn of, good. A lot of times they just they don't they let you down like you like you see these things on uh, HBO like the real sports pieces or those yeah, reality terrible. shows and they're not good yes like they're just no. You're like that's it. Every that's pregame,
4: all three phases, guys. What have we been saying yeah. all week? Unity, you're like, let's okay, you know, all right. Every pregame speech I've ever received is absolutely pathetic and lame compared to that. I want to go. I love that. I want to go play now. I'm like, let's go, Curry. What they said on Fox. <laughs> I think that's what he said, right? Something like that. Yeah. So this Georgia, this Georgia
2: beat writer, uh, Jordan D Hill, who's who's verified, he says that multiple sources from the Georgia program told him that the audio that was leaked was not from last night's game. Game, but was from sometime earlier this season, so I don't know about where what Sports Illustrated what their it's but it's it's sometime this year. It might have been last well, night. Well, it
3: would make more sense last night. He said 365 days. Yeah, you know, you know, leading that you've up. been waiting 365 days for this. Yeah,
4: well, and people, you know, taking shots at their defense, you know, because it hasn't been very good the last couple, you know, and, and there was the idea that TCU could score. Like we didn't think that that TCU's defense was going to hold up, but I think most people thought that TCU and that offense with, you know, some some NFL guys there. I think a lot of people thought the TCU was going to be able to score with them, and and it wasn't just George's offense. You know, that's a that's an offense that scored on everyone this year, and George's defense absolutely put the clamps on it. And they gave up seven points, and, that again, that was largely based on a blown coverage, a 60-yard pass. What do you think his pregame speech for the
3: Missouri game was like?
4: <laughs> Probably not as intense. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey
3: guys. <laughs> guys. Let's go get them, all right? Should be a good one out there. What have we been talking about for 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 a week now?
4: (laughs) Honestly, go get them, guys. I think games like that. I think there's a lot of like, don't overlook them. I think that's it's it's like, look, we know we can kick their ass. This, I'll bet you the interesting one would be to hear his halftime speech at Missouri, because I'm guessing the halftime speech at Missouri had about 17 more cuss words than that one
3: did. Yeah, this is what I like about Dan Lanning coming to Oregon is that you can already see that he's brought a little of that, and he doesn't have the players that they do down there. Yeah. But he's brought a little bit of that, what is the word? Just that he knows what it takes to really, like these big games, you cannot slip up. Like you cannot have the penalties like the Cristobal teams did. You can't, like he knows what it it takes to play, to get your team to play. To play its best now it doesn't mean you're going to win. He knows what greatness looks like. Yeah, and he and it's like he he has a standard of you cannot. They just these teams like Alabama does it too. They're so well coached that even the slightest slip up, dude, you're coming off the field and you're getting an ass chewing. Yeah. Like that standard yeah. is so high, and it it started with I would imagine Saban because Kirby Smart is the Saban guy, and now yeah. Lanning is a Kirby Smart guy. I love that he that Lanning comes from that lineage. Because whatever it is and I know Cristobal coached under Saban too, so there's some of that too. But my God, Lanning's teams seemed and it's just one season, but they seem so much more disciplined and well coached just in the details last year than Cristobal's teams ever did. Yeah. And And I think that comes partly from this tutelage of Kirby Smart.
4: And I think the other reason why, you know, Oregon was was high on a guy like Lanning is I think they all understand that if you want to be Georgia, if you want to be Alabama, it starts with one thing, and it starts with being able to recruit. Plain and simple.
3: Well, yeah, but I'm just talking about just that. But, yeah, I'm I'm,
4: I'm saying the relentlessness and the attention to detail that you see out of those coaches is the same thing you see on the recruiting trail. And it is a grind, and you have to have someone that is willing to grind every day, all day on that.
3: But you've got a lot of coaches, though, who recruit well, really well. And they don't play like Kirby Smart's teams and Nick Saban's teams play. Yes, that's true. And that's where I think the difference is. It's a combination of both. Of course it's about recruiting, but, you know, Cristobal could recruit. Yeah. And that team was sloppy as hell. Absolutely. They were were awful on offense. Yeah. And penalties and things like that. And I just... That's the kind of element, just the tight... Just the Mm non-sloppiness. It was so much better for Oregon. That's, That's encouraging. Because Georgia... They don't make a lot of mistakes, man.
4: Nope. no, nope. which is why they're back-to-back national champs, and it's because of speeches like that. <laughs> well, how dare you make a mistake after well, that? Well, I noticed speech. last
3: night too. At
2: some point, they were up about forty, and he was losing his mind at yeah. one of the officials. That's right. And it's like it's it's something in the DNA. That's not like a choice where I'm like, "Well, should I get worked up over this they or give, not?" They give nothing. He 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 is like that. All the time. Yeah. And it's that was almost what stood out to me the most last night. I'm like, I, I thought maybe he was mad at one of his players for missing an assignment. No, his guys are up like 45 points and he's losing his mind because of a, a, a non flag.
3: Well, we talked to Landing this year every week, and the one thing that stood out is he's relentlessly like that, too. Mm-hmm. He just will not. He's like, that was a good game, yeah, but don't give an inch. hey, we made a mistake. They give you nothing. Like, yeah. I am still searching. He, he even said, I'm searching for the perfect game. Yeah.
4: It'll never happen. And we have never played it, yeah. but
3: damn it, next week we're going to go out there and we're going to try to be
4: better than we were this week. And we played a hell of a game this week. The obsessive nature I of it that. and that conference probably breeds that more than than anything else in, in the world of college football. Well, nobody does it like
3: Lance Leipold, but not everybody can be Lance Not Leipold, everybody. You know, at Kansas. Uh, by the way, I was looking at uh, Dennis Dodd's article. He's uh, reporting that the 12-team playoff could be 16 teams before we know it. Yeah. Um, Oregon, if if it were 16 teams this year, Mm -hmm. did you know that Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington would have made it? Oh, kick ass. Would that be awesome or what? It would be awesome. I mean, again. Three Northwest
4: schools in the playoffs would be awesome.
3: So you'd have Tulane, Florida State, Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington would have made it Hmm. if you project the field out to 16 teams.
4: Well, and then you know USC in there as well, so you would have had, and Utah, so we would have had, what, five Pac-12 teams? I mean, come on. Let's go. By the way, I I gotta and USC look. USC
3: could have blown a lead to Tulane uh, in the playoff <laughs> instead of just some bowl
4: game. Did did we get more Pac-12 teams ranked in the final twenty-five than um, than the SEC? Don't know. Well, we had what six? I think there we, was yeah the Pac-12. I'm gonna look that up. As if so, then you know
3: clearly a better league.
4: Clearly, clearly a better league.
3: I mean, come on. I mean, Georgia. Got lucky in that forty-nine to three drubbing of Oregon.
4: Hey, Bo said it. If they played again, it would be different. Well, I think it would. Be, they'd be. <laughs> it would. I It'd be sixty-two to
3: seven. I don't think they lose
4: forty-eight-three. <laughs> I think they would lose forty-five to twenty. I think that's a door. I love when guys do that. Like the the well, uh, you got to say that the right? TCU defensive end uh, that was saying that. It wasn't anything that that, uh, Georgia was doing from an offensive standpoint. It was TCU beating themselves. It was Dylan Horton, I think, that was saying that. It was was really more about TCU's lack of execution than it was Georgia just alley-whipping us.
3: All right, the NFL coaching carousel. We'll get to that next on The Fan. Hiring for your small
0: business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
5: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty five percent. Up to forty five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: I kissed
3: her. Now to the NFL coaching carousel, where we have five vacancies this offseason,
4: which seems low. Yeah. Normally we get uh, a few more than that. Eight,
3: nine, yeah,
4: eight, and, seven, eight, nine. And we, we there were some that uh, that we thought may may get the ouster, but they went with uh, a lot of coordinators and position coaches getting the axe. So the five vacancies are the Texans,
3: Colts, Broncos, Cardinals, and Panthers. As it pertains to the Cardinals, I read a stat: uh, Kingsbury got fired, and we we anticipated that. Although I do think, you know, I and you and I called that last year. Remember, we were looking at Arizona going. Mm, Something's off. Yeah, Kingsbury, the
4: Kingsbury Murray relationship was weird. And they tried to put in. Uh, they tried to quiet that by giving extensions to everybody, but you know, yeah, it, it didn't it, work. It didn't work.
3: And but you know, at the same time, he he was done a little dirty. Like if you think about how little he had his quarterback and his star receivers. Yeah, Kingsbury, uh, this year he was really
4: handcuffed. Yeah, because he wasn't bad. They just they never were able to finish. But I, I think ultimately what this came down to, like you said, you know, they have injuries, but look he was fired because the 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 quarterback that you committed and gave two hundred million to doesn't like him, and you're you can no longer get through to him, and it doesn't do any good. Cliff Kingsbury could be the greatest coach in the world, but if Kyler Murray and him can't get along, you can't. You can't get rid of a quarterback or a player without financial repercussions. As long as you're willing to stroke a check, you can get rid of coaches no matter what. So the coach will almost always lose that. So he was a dead man walking the moment Kyler Murray started yelling at him to calm the F down on the sidelines.
3: <laughs> so the, I read this stat that said the Cardinals franchise has existed for over 100 years. They have still never had a coach last longer than six years. Really? Yeah, and that goes all the way back to the old Cardinals.
4: Well, and I know that this has gotten a little better, but when I was in the NFL um briefly, there were a couple franchises where everyone knew you didn't go, and the number one worst franchise in the NFL was the Cardinals. Why? It was viewed as a death sentence.
3: Who was in who was there the, at that
4: time? Oh god, I'm trying to remember. I mean, Kurt
3: Warner, you know.
4: See, this was but this was after this was after. Are you me. that old? Yeah, I'm I'm old. Uh Kurt Warner was the one that kind of resurrected that that franchise, but I mean, this was like guys would come from from Arizona to other places, and they would just sit there and be like, "Oh, thank God!" Like you had to pay. Remember, like the the, the Oakland A's during like Moneyball, like where you had to pay for your own like Gatorade and, and stuff like that. Oh, like that. It was viewed like that. What be- years did you play? Uh, got early two thousands, right? So like okay. two thousand to two thousand two, whatever that was. Well, so yeah, in two thousand they were three and thirteen. Yeah. That and looks then,
3: like the uh, Dave McGinnis. Who is Tobin? Bruce Tobin? Bruce Vince Tobin?
4: <laughs> who is Vince Tobin? He this, was their coach. He was their coach. Like we and got. Then Denny Green came in. Yeah, like when we got Thomas Jones, and he sucked. Remember Thomas Jones, running back out of Virginia, largest oh, yeah. arms ever. Yeah, like steroid he, boy. Oh God, yeah. He came over from Arizona and to to Tampa, and just like the stories that you would hear from guys out of there. I mean, it just was a awful franchise, and I know it's gotten a little bit better. But I mean, there are places that were just known you don't want to go there, and Arizona certainly does not have a great track record. So I, it doesn't shock me that they've never had a coach last longer than six seasons. And in today's NFL, it's six years uh, is a long time. Yeah, Carson I mean, Hunt lasted six. Yeah, and he and he was the he one was that, in the and He was the one that got him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and by the way, they kind of backed their way into that. If you remember, that was when they drafted Matt Leinart. Leinart turned out to be a bust, and they took a flyer yeah. on old-ass Kurt Warner, who was basically a has-been. They were 9-7. and seven. And, you know, there you go. You ended up a play away from the Super Bowl. Well, I had to shave play... my head. Yeah, you I remember, remember that? that.
3: Yeah, They were so bad in the regular season. I'm like, I'll shave my head if they make the Super Bowl. Efforts made the Super Bowl.
4: Then <laughs> I shaved my head. And damn near won the thing. Remember, it was the San Antonio Holmes in That the was a great Super Bowl. One of the best catches you'll ever see.
3: Well, Kingsbury is out... Uh, who knows where he lands? But with the five vacancies, you know some of the hot names. You got obviously Sean Payton is out there. Yeah, um, remember
4: you got to trade for Sean Payton yeah. or or McVeigh.
3: And Payton won't have nothing will happen on Payton until the seventeenth, right? Yeah, and next week. Yep, because of his contract or something.
4: But it sounds like Payton is available if you're willing to make a deal for him and you have a winner. Payton's not going to a, a crappy place, and boy, it sure sounds like Sean McVeigh can be <laughs> had too that if yeah. uh, if you've got a winning situation and a quarterback, well, but wait, you could get McVeigh as well. there's only five
3: vacancies, yeah, which of them is a winning situation do you, are any of them a winning situation
4: uh not necessarily. if you believe that you can fix Russell Wilson, Denver's a winning situation well, it's the a-
3: second they fired Hackett Wilson was better
4: <laughs> he was yeah, for well one week, it was D- two weeks. did you see that he put out a hype video? No, yes, he did he put mm, out Russell Will- Russell Wilson. After that season, the moment it ended, the next day he put out a hype What's video. What's his hype video? Uh, it's it's of highlights from the Chargers, and it says Team W. Oh dear! And it says the work begins now. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> after one stays of those after one of the worst seasons in the NFL, I'm waiting for Zach Wilson's hype video to drop
3: next. I mean, I would never go to the Texans if I were Peyton or McVeigh or Harbaugh or any of those upper echelon guys. No way. That's a bad franchise. I, probably wouldn't go to the Colts unless you sat down with them and talked to them about their quarterback plan. Yeah, Broncos is interesting. I, I think you could. I mean, like I said, Russell Wilson, If you maybe believe- a lot of it was Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett was awful. So, I mean so awful. So was Russell Wilson. He was, but, uh, but again, he played better when Hackett Broncos left. Broncos orange, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> so he can't be that bad, Wilson, I think,
4: right? I think he can be. I, that's the big I question. He's, well,
3: yeah, I, I would bet that he's not that bad. He's not what he used to be, but certainly somebody could come in and do better with him. The Cardinals situation is interesting, but Murray's hurt now. Yep.
4: But he'll be back. You know, they, they say he probably won't be back for the start of the season, but you do. Would Sean Payton go? Th- I don't think he would go there. You have a franchise quarterback. Crappy but he's o- a bonehead, though. Crappy
3: ownership, but you, I mean, I... yeah, I don't know. And then the Panthers, they don't have a quarterback.
4: No. So there's really no great but, I, I but guess, the Texans can the, the Texans if he could draft a quarterback cuz they've got the number number 2 overall pick. I
3: think what's interesting is if Sean Payton, who has always been rumored to be uh, on Jerry Jones' jock, yeah. if Dallas loses to Tampa or even just bows out in the playoffs in a bad way, trades
4: for Sean McVay.
3: I bet you he dumps McCarthy and goes with uh, Sean Payton. Payton wanna, not McVay.
4: Oh, Payton, yeah. I wonder what it would take to get because Gruden was traded, Buck. Will you look up what did the what did the Bucks deal for for Gruden? Because I mean, they traded for him from the Raiders, and that got him a Super Bowl. I wonder what what the going rate for Sean Payton or, or Sean McVay would be, and which I would assume McVay commands more capital. So you had to
3: trade for both of them. Yeah, trade for both because they're under contract. They're under contract. The Raiders
4: got
2: two first round picks, two second round picks, and eight million bucks. Ouch!
4: Wow, boy, that is steep.
3: That is the, but it, hey,
4: it got him a Super Bowl.
3: Do you think if Dallas did that, like, do you think that would be a smart move? Like, I, I go back and forth on McCarthy.
4: He's okay, but they, that, I, I don't it's, know. It's a lot. It's Sean a, Payton's good. Sean Payton's really good. That's that's a lot. That's a lot to give up. And what you're saying is that you got to win a Super Bowl really within, you know, three or four years, you know, well, and, a pretty and, good and, team. in the window.
3: What about, so would you take McVeigh over Payton then?
4: I think I would. Yeah. I think I'd take McVay. I mean, look, they're both offensive guys, both really smart. I just, you know, McVay's, you know, Baton's been out for a little bit. You know, McVay's, I, I, I think I'll just lean, I'll lean, I'll lean Sean McVay. All right. Up next, the best thing that
3: happened over the weekend that, uh, it just hasn't been mentioned very much because nobody really cared, but this was great. NFL. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know yeah. where you're going with this, but all right. Yeah, well, you just wait then. <laughs> okay, Shiver Shorts, let's go!
3: You just tune back in. <laughs> uh, 549 on the fan.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. is the mark
4: of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you
5: know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor,
4: you are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
5: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Yeah, the best part of the weekend, I thought, was uh, when Lovey S- Smith, who got turfed, yeah. and I guess was told before the game he was being fired?
4: Certainly, It certainly seems that way. So he knew he was out. Yeah.
3: And the Texans were playing at the Colts, and if Houston lost, they would get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And they get down; they were up, and then blew it. The Colts came back; were up seven. And the Texans were driving, and completed two fourth and ten or more mm-hmm. conversions, which I guess hadn't been done all year in football. Back and they to back. did it in like six minutes. <laughs> And then he, <laughs> they get the fourth and whatever. I mean, it was long ass. It was basically a hail mary to score the game tying touchdown. He goes for two and they win, <laughs> and they get it and win. Love it. it cost, that was so great. Costing them, costing the franchise that just fired him the number, the number one pick.
4: They literally fired him like officially, like like they pulled a, a Lane Kiffin. Like, yeah, can we see you out of the uh, tarmac here real quick? Yeah, let's leave the locker room and you're fired. Well, no, I, from what I understand, he was
3: told before the game he was not going to be retained.
4: Oh, uh, see, I, I just understood that he knew that he was on the he hot knew. seat. And I tend to believe that that they let him know, don't win this game.
3: <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come exactly. on. Well, uh, something's up. Yeah. Because then he's like, well, and you know, it's that whole uh, it's a whole thing with tanking. It's like yeah. the players on the field don't care about that. Sure. Whoever you're putting out on the field is going to try their hardest, right? They're playing for money. and. Yeah. Con, you know, a new contract or something. There's pride. You know, there's, yeah. yeah. So, but he kept them all in there and the Colts freaking dribbled it down their leg and he goes for two and they get
4: it and they win and then he leaves. Did you see some of the video too of Bears fans? Because obviously Levy Smith coached in Chicago for all those years. Bear fans were going effing nuts when the Texans won that game <laughs> and went for two bars around chicago lost it because it gave them they, they, they got, the, they number got the number 1 overall yeah. pick and they probably won't take a quarterback they'll they'll probably trade that but you know imagine <laughs> like whether it's it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud what if, if, if Younger Stroud goes on to be the next Joe Burrow or whatever and you're the Texans you're just sitting there being like, we yeah. we, we lost it because Lovey Smith went for two yeah. and beat the Colts in a meaningless game? Well,
3: it could be the difference. I mean, you know, sometimes it's Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota where there yeah. wasn't that much of a difference. Yeah.
4: But it could also
3: be the Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing. You don't know.
4: Or Burrow, or Burrow and Herbert. Yeah. Oh, I guess well, it would be no. Burrow, tu- Tua, Tua, Herbert. Yeah.
3: But that wasn't 1-2.
4: No. So so
3: Texans are still 2. Yes. So I'm talking about 1-2. Yeah, two.
4: Leaf, Ryan. Because
3: you may say, well, you know, 2's fine. We'll mm-hmm. be, you know. Yeah, you're right. That was That's the difference between Peyton Manning and Ryan has Leaf. There Think ever, about that. Has there
4: ever been a bigger 1-2 gap than Probably Peyton, not. Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf? I can't Kevin imagine. Durant, Greg Oden. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> I mean, not a different sport, oh, but that's what I got. Oh, ah, yeah, that one. Catching strays. That, one, that, fans one, are, that yeah. one stings a little bit.
2: That one's things. Well you just said biggest discrepancy one and two, and that's the first thing that pops into my mind. I don't
3: think that's as
4: big as Leaf. I don't uh, think so either. I think Manning.
2: I think I think Leafs was more catastrophic.
4: Manning's like one of the greatest ever. Yeah. Uh well, there is the old Sam Bowie thing. There's that. But that was so that'd be one two three, right? That would have been one two three, but still that would have been did Bowie go one or no, Hakeem uh, went A-Hakim one. Hakeem went one, right? So is Hakeem Bowie then Jordan? That's correct. So that's still a pretty big gap between the dream and Sam Bowie. And Sam Bowie, but NFL drafts one, one, two. I mean, well,
3: here's another one, two that that I forgot about. I just looked this up, but that Lubby Smith going for two could cost them Andrew Luck and get them Robert Griffin. That was one versus uh, one and two.
4: Well, at least Andrew Luck walked away. So, <laughs> or
3: you, it could be great for Chicago or for Houston in that uh, the Bears draft Tim Couch, and that leaves Donovan McNabb for the Texans. Oh, because you, that
4: was one, too. There you go. You just never know. Well, different positions, but
2: like 2004 was Eli Manning one, Robert Gallery two, and his career was abysmal as the number two oh, overall.
4: Wow. Yeah, they had to move him in. He ended up being an okay guard. He was a busted attack and They moved him in. And I think he ended up being a serviceable guard for a while. But yeah, I remember him, the big old lineman out of Iowa. Good hair, though. <clears throat> All Quite right. the main.
3: Let's move on to the club. I'll leave my Jim Harbaugh talk for tomorrow. I want to carve out a Jim Harbaugh segment. I I don't... (laughs) He's trying
4: to leave again.
3: Yeah, I don't quite get the hate for him. He's really good, yes. And I think that any NFL team that hires him, Mm -hmm. that is a good hire. I'm not saying it's the best hire out there, because if you can get McVay or maybe a Peyton. But I think the Jim Harbaugh thing... Dude, that guy took Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl.
4: He wins. He has a... He wins everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. Now, he's weird.
3: You'll hate him. Yeah, exactly. He's weird and he rubs people the wrong way, but I wouldn't care about that.
4: That son of a bitch can win. He'll wear out his welcome in about four to five years, but you will win.
3: But there's also the sentiment that him coming back to the NFL, oh, you don't want Jim Harbaugh. No, I think you want Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) We'll get to that next. uh, Or not next. (laughs) uh, Screw next. Next is the club, but we'll get to that tomorrow. I'll put that in the notes. Uh, Hollywood News kicks off the club next on the fan.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,